Rachel. And I'm Becky. And this is Rachel and Becky Judge Things. We have some notes about your favorite things. Don't add us. I mean, tiger notes. You very... Husband notes. Gun notes. That lady notes. podcast we watch something we have heard about from the internet maybe the internet loved it maybe the internet hated it uh and we judge it for ourselves because the internet is often wrong (laughs) and for this episode we watched the netflix limited docu-series tiger king is that what it is a limited docu-series something like that all right yeah i just heard people yelling like oh my god tiger king yeah, in my my work, it was called. a fictional like a Korean movie or something. Yeah, that's what I thought from the name. Um, but and then all of my coworkers, like several of them, in meetings this week, were like, "Oh my god, have you watched Tiger King? It's amazing!" And I couldn't. I thought it was maybe reality TV. I wasn't sure. No, I I fully expected like a fictional crouching tiger, hidden dragon, something. I don't know why. Yeah, no, it's because that's what the you'd think from the title, but it turns out. That what it actually is, is kind of a documentary in multi-parts, but not really, kind of, um, about a guy named Joe Exotic, who... I mean, that's not his name. No. Uh, but who is the owner of a roadside private zoo that has, like, 200 and something tigers in it. 273 tigers in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Um, and his nemesis, (laughs) Carol something. Baskin? Oh, that sounds right. Carol Baskin, who uh, is the owner of the Big Cat Sanctuary, which as close as I can tell is also a roadside zoo. Yeah, it's in Florida, and it does not look any better than Joe's, to be honest. Um, and it's, what what I saw from this summary and had heard was something about it's a reality show, which it's not, uh, and that there was a murder for hire as he tried to kill his rival Carol. And let me tell you, that may technically be what it's about, <laughs> but oh boy, this this series, just when you think it's going to zig, it zags. It, it, it will zag on you, as the as the McElroy brothers would say. I got zagged on a bunch of times. The first episode, when he's like, I mean, what's one or two or 273 tigers? And I was like, sir? <laughs> that is too many tigers. Speaking as a person with two cats in an apartment. Too, too many tigers. Too many tigers. Uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, it, it really, you go through a lot. So there's the reveal that, that Joe has this tiger sanctuary, and then there's the reveal that he's gay. Okay, great. And he's married to this guy. All right. And then he gets married to this other guy at the same time. All, all, all right. What now? And then there's the person who works at his zoo who, who lost their arm and doesn't seem that upset about it, and the person who lost both legs but seems absolutely fine with it but actually lost them, then it turns out, like, ziplining or something. Yeah. And then there's a the part where Joe runs for president. And, and this is all outside of the... So, so like, the first episode, they're like, here's Joe, and he hates Carol, and here are some other players in, like, the big cat private trading world. Right. And Doc. It, yeah, and the second episode, it introduces Doc Antle. 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 Doc yeah. Antle. Wow. Look at me remembering names. Um, who is very bad. I actually 
disliked him more than anyone else on the show, which is saying something because these people are all very bad. Yeah, there are no heroes on this, except maybe the documentary filmmaker or the reality TV show producer. Yeah. Who just looks like a Coen Brothers movie character. <laughs> yeah, but so, so Doc Antle is like, yeah, I do magic shows and I, whatever, <laughs> no. it's unclear. And then you find out that he's basically the leader of a creepy big cat sex cult. When he has all of these wives who he controls everything. He gives them new names to be sexier and makes them dress up like cats and, like, dance? Yeah, and he controls all of their money and all of their communications and they can't leave. And so it's very clearly a cult. And that episode features an interview with a woman who left this cult who seems fine. She's maybe crazy, but she's, she seems fine. But she's very clearly like, yeah, no, it's, it's bad. It's a cult. Uh, and then that's not what the series is about, because at the end he's like, well, it's not like I'm like Carol and murdered my husband and fed it in tigers. And then the next episode is about Carol, the big cat sanctuary woman, who it turns out had a husband who has gone missing under what it must be argued are very mysterious circumstances, including how he was definitely going to leave her and cut her out of the will, but then died just, well, didn't die, disappeared just before he could do that. And his will weirdly says, in case I disappear, I leave everything to Carol. And like, Which the, the divorce lawyer they're talking to, or the, the estate lawyer is like, nope, never seen that. 37 years, never seen a goddamn thing about a disappearance in a will before. So, well, there's that, but at the same time, like, he is clearly was very shady. He was like, well, I don't like to keep my money in banks. I bury it and I hide it under my mattress. And so nobody knows exactly how much I'm worth. So like, he he was a criminal, right? 100%. So no, he had all these dealings in South America that no one wants to talk about. Like, yeah, ev everyone's a criminal on this yeah, show. Yeah, no, so, so something very shady was happening with him. And the show is wants you to be very convinced that Carol killed him. We, it might not, like, I'm going to talk about the editing later, yeah. but, like... Um, but, yeah, so the, the... Basically, what everybody else they talk to on the show believes is that Carol murdered him, fed most of his body to the tigers, and hid the bones under her septic tank. Um... And Which she finds very funny. They interview yeah. her about it, and she's like, oh, a body wouldn't even fit under my septic tank. I've measured it. <laughs> In this deeply creepy way. So so there's that, which is a whole episode. And then, basically, you there's the, the reality TV show episode where you find out that the name Tiger King came from this guy who met Joe and was like, oh, he's crazy. I'm going to make a reality TV show about him and make a goddamn fortune. Uh, and so he had agreed to produce Joe's, like, live stream broadcast, on which Joe repeatedly threatens Carol's life and talks about how much he wants her to die and is extremely d horrible. Yeah. Um, but he agreed to He's produce like, I'm gonna those... put the bitch's head in a jar. I'm gonna shoot the bitch. The bitch is gonna die. I'm gonna murder the bitch, says the man who will later, spoiler, go to prison for attempted murder. Um... So he's like, so I agreed to produce his terrible live stream zoo show, whatever, I don't care, in exchange for all of the rights to basically everything he owns so I could make this reality show. And so I called it Tiger King. I built a throne in one of his tiger cages. And so we got great footage of him sitting on the throne and he was obsessed with it. Uh, and that's all fine, except later, I don't remember why, but for some mysterious reason, the entire archive of all of the footage and one of the main offices is mysteriously blown up by someone, definitely not by Joe himself. 
Yeah, it's heavily implied that Joe himself did it. I mean, so, so here's the thing. Watching the show is a very wild ride, and it is extremely enjoyable and exciting to watch it, except for the parts that are sad because the animals get hurt or the women are being exploited and bad things are happening. Joe, excuse me, Joe himself is, like, super charismatic. He's weird as fuck, but, like... He's really charismatic. Most of the people who work for him are also very weird and charismatic. Doc Antle is creepy, but charismatic. Like, Carol is very off-putting, but charismatic. You, you kind of get it. But at the same time, the show does such a dishonest job of showing you what you're watching. Like, there are scenes towards the end in episode, like, five, maybe you find out that Joe filmed a music video with a fake Carol where he's like, well, did you know that she used to buy and sell tiger cubs and now she wants to put me in jail for buying and selling tiger cubs? And he has fake Carol put her fake husband's fake body in a fake tiger cage. She does look a lot like real Carol. Yeah, no, it, was very, it took me a second. At which point I realized they had been using footage of fake Carol over some of the earlier stuff about how Carol was creepy in episodes like one and two and never been like, oh, that's the fake Carol, by the way. Um, or there's a moment when... The hitman is driving to Florida, and everybody's talking about how he's going to go to Florida and kill Carol. And you have this footage of him in the car looking really serious, and it's like, well, how did you get this footage in the car? And then you're like, oh, this is just a random scene of him driving that they decided to use. The footage is wildly misleading, and it's misleading in every possible direction, to the point where by the end of it I was like, well, I don't like any of these people, but I also do not trust this documentary at all. Yeah, so, so continuing, so eventually, like, things go... Things go south for Joe uh, in because a lot of ways. Because he gets sued by Carol for millions right. of dollars because he keeps trying so to he, murder he her. Tra- so he <laughs> trademark infringed her. That like he right. she was the Big Cat Sanctuary and he created a thing called like Big Cat Sanctuary Entertainment with the same logo. Yeah, and so she sued him and she won. And so he started setting fire to his own stuff rather than sell it for money to pay the settlement. Or that like she won. shooting it with guns yes. to avoid having it. Oh my god. And so so he's a doing lot of that. Guns. And so there's a big question of like what he owns, what he doesn't own, and so someone blows <laughs> up the like the admin hut in his zoo, which has all of the reality TV show footage as well as all of the like financial information that the government is trying to seize so that they can figure out how much he owes and give it to Carol who actually won in court. But let's be clear here. The footage of Carol and her husband before he died, the second husband, she has a third husband now, the world's most boring man. <laughs> uh, but the second husband, she was fully, like, raising tiger cubs as pets and yeah, talking about no. how great that was. And Absolutely. Pivoted hard to, oh no, it's terrible and evil, but appears to still have a collection of cats. And Yeah, she says she owns a big cat sanctuary, but she still lets people pay to come in and see it, so it is, for all intents and purposes, also a private zoo. Yeah, she says it's educational, but it's, like, so deeply sketchy in all of these. I mean, and, and the editing, like, this is one thing that the editing goes really hard on. The editing wants you to know that these cats are absolutely miserable in their cages, the... the, the yeah, no, there, there's some stuff in episode seven that's just like so heavy-handed that it should be like film school 101. Yeah, so so Joe is in over his head, and then um, enter this other sketchy criminal who Named is Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, I think, who is literally a criminal. <laughs> like one of the first things you see is him in like is like court footage yeah. um, of a judge telling him like, well, you have to. Keep your nose clean and not do anything illegal for a year, otherwise you're going to jail. Um, He'd been rolling tiger cubs in suitcases into hotels in Las Vegas so people could pet them. For yeah, money. For, for money and for sex. 
Oh, it's so gross. Um, Jeff is Jeff might be the worst. He he is, I think, actually the worst. Um, so he offers to basically buy out everything that Joe has so that Joe can't, like, it can't be seized and, and given to Carol, but in doing so, Joe doesn't realize that he has literally just sold his zoo. Yeah. Um, Joe's not the brightest. No. Uh, and so things go south there. Joe and Jeff end up hating each other. Um, Jeff brings in a bunch of people to work at the zoo who Joe hates. Yeah, and there's all this footage of them talking about how much they hate Joe, and Joe was like, and I hate them, and I want to fire them, but they don't work for me, and I said, could you do this thing? And they're like, I don't fucking work for you, I work for Jeff, not for Joe. And then the show posits that some at some point in here, Joe asked one of these guys who he absolutely hates to go to Florida to murder Carol. Yeah, but which is just so unlikely. But before that, so there's a detour into Jeff's husbands. Um, and to to be clear, I I know a lot of queer people. I know a lot of polyamorous people. I know a lot of queer polyamorous people. Like, cool, you do you. The show posits all of that is like the weirdest, worst thing. But the show also presents it as. Basically, these people all got into relationships with Joe for drugs, and that he oh, is exploiting yeah. them. I mean, it was... Okay, so first of all, first of all, it's relatively clear that Joe is a heavy drug user. Yes. His sniffing and twitching is a very particular, uh, P.S. This Man's on Meth. Yeah. Uh, if you grew up... Uh, and there are a lot of interview segments with his now ex-husband, who has what they refer to as meth mouth. He... He is very... First of all, he doesn't have a shirt. <laughs> He's covered in tattoos from neck to wrist to waist. Um, but no shirts. There are no, no shirts. shirts available in and Oklahoma. He, he, he's, most of his teeth have fallen out, and, then by, and so it was kind of like, is he a meth addict? And by the end, he was like, yeah, I was totally a meth addict. And it's like, yeah. And so he was married to Joe, but sleeping with all of the women who worked at the zoo... Uh, and very open about it. <laughs> um, yeah. And meanwhile, this other dude named Travis, apparently Joe picked up at a bus stop, uh, and he was a pothead and then a meth head. Um, and he also married Joe, and what they, becomes increasingly clear was, like, he was 18, he was God. a drug addict, and Joe was just a supplier, no and it was, it, it's all very, it's, no good it's for extremely anyone. terrible, and he clearly has been losing his mind and eventually kills himself. Yeah, shoots himself as a joke. And, like, I grew up in a town with a lot of guns, and I remember and people making of jokes of, of, like, ha ha, I'm gonna shoot you, and it's like, please put that gun away. Like, I know you think it's not loaded, but, like, it's not really that funny. Which, did we mention that Joe's uh, campaign manager in his run for president- so, so this is also about where Joe runs for president and then for governor. Uh, and his campaign manager is actually this guy who was working at Walmart who he met who's a libertarian working in the ammo section uh, who was chatting with Joe's husband when Joe's husband shot himself. And it, that's just like, that's like a throwaway detail. Yeah, so it's all very horrible. And so Joe is really upset. His one husband is dead. His other husband gets their, like, admin assistant pregnant and runs away with and her. runs away with her. Joe almost two months later marries another guy. Who is also 18. 18. Um, Oof. Yeah. So that all happens. Obviously Joe is not elected president or governor. <laughs> um, I started to say, could, 
I don't. I don't know how I honestly. How yeah. To, anyway. So so all that happens, and then it escalates to the point where he's like, anyway. Then he hires someone allegedly to go kill Carol, and you find out from the guy who is the federal snitch, who was one of Jeff's people, who was still working at the zoo, who is clearly into his own bad shit and about to be busted, and so he offers to... And he looks like little Lord Fauntleroy. What do they call him? It's so funny. Because he looks exactly like that. I don't remember. And he is... I seriously disliked him, both because everything he does is horrible and sketchy, but also he makes a couple really homophobic comments. Oh, yeah. No, he's Um, gross. He's all like, Joe's going to prison, if you know what I mean. It's like, gross, I do. Thanks. No, that's okay, though. Gross. Um, so he agrees to wear a wire and basically seems to set up Joe. Like, he and Jeff set up Joe. Oh, the best part, when Jeff is like, (laughs) did I set him up? I don't know. Is it setting him up if I just encourage him to say incriminating things while recording him by, like, you know, implying that I agreed with them to get him to say them on tape? Well, then I guess I set him up. It's like, yes, (laughs) that is the actual, that is a literal definition of setting someone up. Jeff is such a creep. Did you see the part with the nanny? So Jeff's wife is like nine months pregnant, and he's like, don't worry, she's getting help. I said she could have a nanny if I got to pick her. Don't want a nanny you don't want to look at, am I right? And the nanny is like this sex bomb Tinder profile picture, and it's like, oh, okay, things are going great over there, too. So, anyway, so so the wildlife service, who are the wildlife <laughs> equivalent of the FBI, and also the FBI, uh, eventually arrest Joe, and there's a trial, and he is found guilty both of um, hiring somebody to murder Carol and of a lot of seventeen charges of animal animal cruelty, which good. Yeah, and like they, they find these... they're like, yeah, we found a bunch of bones of tigers who had clearly been shot. Uh, buried under it. Oh, and another Ugh. another building gets blown up because Joe is trying to hide evidence. Yeah, he hides a lot of evidence. He blows a lot of things up. How did they get footage of all this stuff? I have deep, deep questions about how they got footage of, like, yeah. so many things. Especially well, at the beginning when they were like, oh, they were making a reality TV show about it. I was like, oh, okay, so we have all this footage because they were filming it for a reality TV show. But then you find out that all of that footage was destroyed. And that guy, by the way, the reality TV producer is like, well, then Joe started blowing stuff up. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> this is no good. I mean, which is true. Yeah. But it's just very weird the things that yeah. they have footage of. Yeah, it's... Or, like, they have the leaked tape, or not even leaked, but they have tape of, like, the murder confession or, like, of the request to go and buy stuff. and Stuff that should definitely be evidence and should not be in a random Netflix documentary. Like, it does not make sense that they have a taped phone call between Jeff and the informant discussing how Jeff is going to set up Joe. Yeah. So... Doesn't make sense. So anyway, Joe goes to jail. The heavy implication is that at some point down the line, um, Jeff is probably also going to go to jail, that they are building a case against Everyone him next, and they're building jail. a case against Doc Antle, who is... Bad. Who is bad, and they... So his deal, and this is really upsetting, but not surprising, is that he... He was basically charging people to pet tiger cubs, and as soon as the cubs got old enough that they weren't, like cute and transportable for cameras and whatnot that he was then euthanizing them. I mean, and that's just, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Um, so he, I think, was arrested, but that's God, that's all the, the footage end. of all the people petting tiger cubs, and it's the worst because on the one hand, it is so obviously bad, and the tiger cubs are so sad, and they want to be tiger cubs. And on the other hand, I really want to pet a tiger cub. 
And like they do make I the never point would. That, but like they do oh, make the point so that that's cute. how that's how they get you and that's how they get politicians is by being like Oh yeah, they bring them in and they have the politicians pet them and then the next week when the animal rights people come in, the politicians can't be like, Oh you're right, that's bad because there's photographs of them doing it, so they are like back yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Which so, is pretty smart. So anyway, so basically it ends. Joe is found guilty and is going to jail, and a bunch of other people, it's implied, are going to be busted. Well, because at some Joe point. flips, he's like, "I will rat on all thirty-seven of them." Yeah, it's a small world full of very bad people who trade exotic oh, animals. And then it ends with this endless footage of the lions. So Joe's like, "I'm locked up. It's the worst thing ever." Over footage of you know tigers in cages, which is like okay. Uh, but also, like, Joe confessing that he knows he's been torturing these animals all along and how sad they are. And then a statistic about how there are, like, 4,000 wild tigers and 20,000 w- tigers in United States and zoos. Yeah. The oh, and you just want to put you- I had to pick up my cat and just hug a cat for a while. The cat was not delighted. <laughs> the cat was like, Mommy, why? Put me down. I am not a tiger in a cage, madam. And the cat was like, gotta go. And it left. Zoom. Yeah. My cats have had a lot of Zoom meetings lately. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so anyway, that oh. is the story of Tiger King. It is so much weirder than you expect going in. It yeah, gets murder weirder and weirder. Like, yeah, the murder charge is barely anything. Although it's like, just the last episode. Like he was clearly set up, but I also one hundred percent believe that he did it. Oh, he would have because of all of the times that he threatened to murder her on camera that are real footage because they're from his live yeah. stream broadcast. Well, that's the thing. I so at one point Doc Antle or somebody is like, who hires a three thousand dollar hitman to go cross country? Like that should be three million dollars, right? And I think that Joe would have offered anybody a little bit of money to go and do it. And then if they did it, he would have been like, I was just kidding. But actually, thanks for doing that. But you're not getting any money. Like, I think even Joe was too smart to have actually given someone cash for murder. But he definitely hoped someone would. It's like when you're like, oh, I just, I, I really wish I had a snack right now. Like, if someone got a snack and I could just, like, eat some. I just really wish. And then you could be like, oh, you brought me a snack? Wow. You know, like, he's definitely fishing for murder. Yeah. So... But everybody's bad. Even Carol, the animal rights lady, is absolutely bonkers. This is a show where the person who ends up coming across as the most reasonable is the woman who probably murdered her husband. I mean, all of the government people seem extremely reasonable. And like the interviews with lawyers and sheriff. Yeah, the interviews (laughs) with lawyers and sheriffs who are like, well, does it seem suspicious? It seems very suspicious. What do you think happened? Well, I think someone killed him. Who do you think killed him? I am absolutely not going to comment on that. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people who are like, oh no, something absolutely happened. Well, what do you think happened oh uh could not begin to say or like the small town sheriff who was like an hour after i began my job as sheriff in this town in oklahoma i met joe exotic every day of my life since then has been about joe exotic (laughs) he's just like oh my fucking god yeah that guy's life is hard so so that's the show it is bonkers it is it's super watchable but the editing is so fake like the editing is so manipulative so blatantly manipulative and they do a lot of shots that cannot exist right like the guy driving to florida to go murder her which is clearly not what that footage actually is they do a lot of heavily implied Kuleshov effect, right, where they're like, and then I drove to Florida to kill her, shot of that guy driving a car. It's clearly not him driving to Florida to kill her, but if you're not a particularly savvy media watcher, it's going to look like, oh, shit, look, he's driving to Florida to kill her, which 
It's not. Yeah. And and it does that over and over again where they'll show a shot of Carol looking really creepy as they say she shot her, you know, she murdered her husband. And it's like, well, that's, first of all, the fake Carol, not the real Carol. And second of all, it's not fair to show this documentary. Like, this is barely a documentary. Yeah. This is more of a scripted drama than anything else. Yeah, no, and they clearly, like, they have they have interviews with the people, but they also clearly have them, like, recreating events, but it's oh, yeah. not labeled recreation. It's, yeah, it's, ju- it's just them, like... I, I recommend it as a fiction narrative. I don't think I recommend it as a documentary. No, I, w- I wouldn't. Because so much of it's just not real. Yeah, no, so, and, like, I can't help but think about when we watched Wild Wild Country, which was one of our first episodes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a documentary, and all the footage in there is footage from local news broadcasts right. and interviews at the time intercut with interviews with the people now, as it builds a narrative of what happened. And but even that one has been accused of not being particularly truthful, because yeah. it's very heavily weighted to one side. Yeah. This is just... This is just fiction. This is fiction writing, is what this is. I mean, and it, it may all be based on events that happened in some form, but it has a very clear what it wants you to take away. It wants you to think that Carol killed her husband, and, like, I do, but they also don't... <laughs> oh, I definitely do. They also don't present any other alternatives to what might happen, even though, again, from everything they've said about this guy, he was probably a criminal and very sketchy, and so it is also entirely plausible that somebody else killed him. Yeah, like, no, they're like, well, his, his van was, you know, mysteriously in the wrong place, and Carol's like, well, how should I know? <laughs> in this deeply creepy way. And then it's cut to the family being like, Carol did it. Carol definitely did it. And then cut to the judge, be, or the judge, the lawyer, or the sheriff, or whoever did the investigation being like, well, you know, we, we don't, don't rule out suspects. We do always start by looking at the, you know, the close relatives. And the implication there is that they also think that Carol did it. But if they thought Carol did it, they would have... Done, done something. Some. And meanwhile, the the family, his, the, the husband's first wife and their children are also very clearly, like, they're, they are upset that everything was left to Carol and that she it only gave like them a- It looks like forged documents. Yeah. It really does. It really does. Um, in, in what was, yeah, it, the whole thing. So, again, this is- I mean, the if documentary. You told me these were actors. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah! What a great show!" Like, honestly, it comes across almost that way. It's ba- there is enough of it that's real that it feels real, or that things really happened. But it comes across like a TV show, that, like um, Unreal or whatever it yeah. is from that's about the Bachelor. Right, right, right. That's behind the scenes. That's also a scripted drama about reality TV. It comes across almost like that. It's super watchable. It is super watchable. Like, we, we watched the whole thing in three days. Yeah, even though it was seven episodes. We were just like, well, time to watch four more hours of Tiger King tonight. Yeah, no, it's very compelling. Tigers are very cute. Yeah, the tigers deserve... I mean, and that's sort of ultimately the message, which is a message that I do agree with, which yeah. is, like, let these tigers go be tigers. They end on some footage of, like, wild tigers running through the wilderness, and it's like... Oh, right, when they're not in cages, they're so happy. And there is a point where a tiger tries to eat Joe, and I was rooting for the tiger. Yeah. 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 You got her. And, like, the the one zookeeper who... Animal abuse, for sure. The one zookeeper who's like, well, the tiger got a hold of me, and it got my arm, and I ended up having to have that arm amputated. But I went back to work, because tiger's gonna tiger. And it's like, yeah, tiger's gonna tiger. Maybe well, I mean, don't keep them in captivity. That person is also like, and Joe implied, you know, that the longer I spent in the hospital, the worse it would look for the zoo. So I checked myself out. Like, they said I could do six months of therapy and save the hand or just get the hand chopped off, and I got the hand chopped off. Which is certainly a choice that was made. 
by a person who is not me. Yeah. So, who? Yeah. So, anyway. like, so, so our main note was about, like, the not really a documentary nature of this project. Yeah. No, not at all. Like, it's um, not to be trusted. It's the sort of thing that you could watch with a class of students, says the teacher, <laughs> and, like, point out all the places where things are heavily implied by editing and sound cues and then not backed up by facts presented. Um, or you could just watch it and have a good time and not be a killjoy like me. <laughs> well, so the other thing is that this is a show that ultimately comes down pretty hard against the exploitation of animals and is not that interested in pointing out the exploitation of humans within this world. Right. Because you do have Doc Antle and his sex cult. Right. Who, which is incredibly upsetting All of and horrible. These men are bad. You do have the, the men who Joe dated and married who are. It, the, who are clearly there for drugs, and that is its own kind of exploitation. Like, uh, yeah. like you, the way human beings are treated in this is, and like the way other people talk about the, the women. The people who work at the zoo who don't have enough money to live on, they're making a hundred dollars a week, and they have to eat the spoiled meat that's being brought in for the tigers to eat because they don't have a living wage. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a show that glosses, that mentions, but doesn't seem that interested in the way that humans within this world are treated and how incredibly horrible that is as well. So that's sketchy. Like, I mean, at one point that FBI lady says, like, you can have a thousand complaints and nobody really cares, but if you have animal abuse, mm -hmm. then suddenly everybody gets all upset and we get and they, tons of phone calls. They make the point that that's also part of why they paired the uh, murder for hire charges with Joe with the animal abuse charges because they knew a jury was going to be much more upset when they heard about the animal abuse. I mean, I Which, am. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry, creepy lady who may or may not have murdered your husband, but I was more upset about the tiger cubs. Yeah. Ugh. They scream. Mm. They're sad. Okay. On to other happier things. Um, all of my recommendations are YouTube channels where you could lose uh, 50 to 100 hours of your life staring into space while something pleasant happens in the background. Or unpleasant, depending on the YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so I'm going to recommend, um, first of all, Drawfee. If you've never watched Drawfee, D-R-A-W-F-E-E. -E. It's four animators. They just draw stuff, so it'll be like, draw Zelda bosses you've never actually seen just from their description. Or uh, draw Final Fantasy characters who you wish existed. Or draw villagers from Animal Crossing if they were in Final Fantasy. And they all have different drawing styles and they just very pleasantly chat over the top of it. And each video is like 30-45 minutes long and they all make fun of each other's drawings. It's extremely pleasant. It's extremely low-key. Uh, it's just real nice. Um, they were one of the ones who... Remember when College Humor went under mm -hmm. and everybody lost their jobs? Mm-hmm. That, that's them. Uh, but their channel is still up and they are still recording videos and those videos are just very calm and delightful. Um, I'm going to recommend Bon Appetit if anyone in this world has not yet watched the Bon Appetit channel. For God's sake, watch the Bon Appetit channel. Every video is a gem except maybe the 100 ways to cook a chicken ones, which is like, I put a chicken in a dishwasher. Like, calm down, Amiel. We don't need this from you right now. I'm very excited to see them cook from home. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, a YouTuber named Rachel Maxey, M-A-K-S-Y, who does vintage clothing hauls and vintage sewing. She'll do something like, uh, she's a cosplay person, so she'll do something like Harley Quinn, but make it a 1920s Harley Quinn, or uh, uh, 
dress up like what's her name from the mummy like really really cool stuff she also won an international makeup contest by having like the best and coolest makeup out of anybody in the world at one point um and her looks are fucking amazing and she's just like the chillest and the nicest and she has a really cute dog Hmm. the dog named frodo who pops up in all her videos and i'm gonna recommend against my better judgment uh don't don't watch this channel well you probably already do watch this channel doesn't matter uh the game grumps they are the dumbest and most childish just two grown men one of them is a former animator uh they're both like in a band called sex ninja party or ninja sex party if that tells you like what level these guys Mm. are on they play video games they shout about how mad they are about the video games and they crack each other up with a lot of like stupid jokes about penises and farting and uh it is mildly offensive extremely good background my brain needs to be off right now uh they just put up a best of 2019 hour and a half long compilation which i've been watching over the last couple of days like yeah this is stupid as fuck i'm gonna watch more yeah this is probably offensive uh laugh make another stupid joke yay all right i'm going to bed now like it's just very uh low-key low drama nothing bad will happen except sometimes aaron will get mad that he died too many times in a video game and then he'll scream and then danny will be like nah, you died <laughs> and that's kind of all it is and it's very chill and i enjoy them but you probably shouldn't but if you do then you should indeed uh so my recs are also various youtube channels Just, i wonder why Yeah, so the first one is Yoga with Adrian. If you are somebody who is mildly interested in yoga or who, like me, used to kind of do yoga sometimes and never got very good at it, but is looking for something you can do uh, inside right now, Hmm. um, she she has some, like, yoga basics videos. She also has what I'm currently working on, which is a 30 days of yoga challenge, um, which I am doing most mornings, and really enjoying it's nice to to wake up and to to do that and to you know stretch and it feels pretty good um so yeah yoga with adrian there and there are years and years of content the um the 30-day yoga challenge is from 2015 yeah i think i did it in 2015 yeah so it's it's nice to have that as a resource um another of my favorite youtube channels is pbs eons which is a PBS mini show that is YouTube only where they do a lot of like paleontology um and so some of it is like here's you know what the pattern like what the weather patterns of Pangaea were and what that means for how the continents separated and why things are the way they are or like here's some information about the great extinctions uh but they also do a lot of look like deep dives into um different extinct species and what they say about how current species evolved. There's a lot of stuff about like the precursors to birds or the first kinds of monkeys um, and how we like how different creatures evolved starting from fish and then how they got to land and then why they went back to water or whatever. So it's it's a a lot of videos. They're mostly 10 to 15 minutes long. They are really interesting. They're pretty good beginner stuff. Um, I find them really fascinating. Um, and then the other one, somewhat related, is SciShow, which is, I think, in concert with PBS, but not a PBS I production. Know, you watch it along, and for the longest time, I thought it was John Green or John Green's brother. It, it is John Green's brother. It oh, is Hank Green. okay. I thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, because that voice sounds exactly like Hank Green, but then I looked over and it was some other dude, and so I've been like, wow, that guy sounds a lot like Hank Green. So they have, like, five or six different people who 
present them. Okay. I, I think it was Hank Green's I thought brainchild. I was losing my mind. Yeah, it is Hank Green. <laughs> um, and so they'll do, you know, two to 20 minute videos that are about all different kinds of science. So like, here are some interesting science experiments gone wrong. Like, here is what people, here, here are five things you should know about food. Or, like, here are the deepest holes I in the world. I was losing my you mind. You are not. <laughs> um, like, here, here are the deepest holes in the world. Here's something about the ethics of doing human experimentation. Like, they are absolutely all over the place. There are years and years of archives. I will just put it on and let them play next video for hours. They're, they're fun. They're interesting. They're mostly not too heavy. Cool. So... So yeah, um, those are my nerdy uh, YouTube recs. Remember how uh, last time we were so flipped out by the world that we forgot to do the outro where we tell people that they can find us in places? I had forgotten that. Yeah, we indeed. totally forgot. We were just like, bye, yes! <laughs> Stay safe, bye! <laughs> I mean, that's still how I feel. Uh, Becky, where can people find us? People can find us all over the internet. Um, you can find us on... Uh, you I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, as Rachel and Becky judge things. Um, you can find us on Twitter as RB Judge Pod. You can find us on Instagram as Rachel and Becky Judge. Oh, we gotta put up some cats. You gotta put up some cats. Um, and you can find us uh, in general at rachelandbeckyjudgethings.com. Uh, what's great is I make Becky do that because I literally cannot remember. She cannot. And I set up all of those. Yep. And I cannot remember a, single, a single one. one. <laughs> I'm not the sister who remembers things. That's true. You're also not the sister who finds things. Right. I mean, if I could remember them, I probably wouldn't need to find them less. Okay, we love you. Uh, wash your hands a lot and stay inside if you possibly can. And if you can't, uh, stay safe. Yep. Bye. Bye.